right. Hello, and welcome to Let the Record Show, a Civil Law podcast. I'm Callie Mize, attorney at Civil Law, where we help you through life's transitions. Today, I'm going to talk about the duties associated with being your parents' power of attorney. But first, just a reminder, if you have any questions about this topic or anything regarding estate planning, probate, and more, you can visit our website, www.civialaw.com, for our blog and more resources to help you. So the first question that I get is why would someone need a power of attorney? And first of all, everyone needs a power of attorney. I don't care how old you are. If you are an, if you are 18 to 108, you need a power of attorney. We cannot predict the future. So it's another level of being prepared. I love to be prepared. Um, that's my motto, much like the Boy Scouts, always be prepared. With COVID, we definitely saw an uptick in people wanting to get power of attorney in case they were hospitalized or otherwise incapacitated. A lot of other reasons I see for people coming in to get power of attorney is our young kids. And when I say young kids, I mean like 18-year-olds. I'm kind of dating myself there to call them kids, but they're going off to college. Once the kid turns 18, they're an adult and their parents won't be able to help or make decisions like they had when their child was a minor. So sometimes it is, you know, they're going abroad or they're going to college out of state and they just really want to have that extra layer of protection just in case something happens. their parents will be able to help make those decisions. Another reason that someone would want to get a power of attorney would be a recent diagnosis, such as early dementia or another progressive disease that is slowly going to incapacitate them because they know that there will be a time when they won't be able to make critical decisions for themselves. Another question I get is, what are the types of powers of attorney? And are my responsibilities different based on the different types of POA? And the answer is yes. There's two types of powers of attorney, which I'll go through. The first one is medical slash healthcare. So this would be things like medical decisions, blood transfusions, organ donation, and yes, ending someone's life or pulling the plug. So it really is a rather large responsibility and one that, you know, you need to take on very carefully. The second one is financial or durable power of attorney. So this means, you know, taking responsibility for paying bills, paying rent, collecting rent if you're a landlord, um, collecting rent if they're a landlord, providing goods and services. There's actually a section in our power of attorney form that allows the POA to get the principal a companion animal if they want. So it's pretty wide ranging as to uh, your responsibilities uh, and what you're allowed to do. People always ask me as well if there's any risks in being my parents' power of attorney. And generally there aren't a whole lot of risks associated with being a POA so long as you act in good faith. So, you know, if you're acting on the doctor's advice and the doctor happens to be wrong, that's devastating for you emotionally, but legally you were acting in good faith at the time. You didn't intentionally make a decision that would disable someone or uh, end their life. So you have to act in good faith and generally that's not a problem for most people. 
And then people ask, is an agent appointed as power of attorney responsible for debts obtained by the principal? So as far as debts go, and believe me, I get this question all the time. If I'm a parent's POA, do I ultimately end up responsible for those debts? The answer again is, it depends. So let's say you're your mother's POA and you're checking her into a nursing home. So the nursing home is going to throw a lot of paper at you and say, sign here, sign here, sign here. There's probably a clause or two, I would wager, that says, I agree to pay this debt slash amount and will be held liable for the same yada, yada, yada. What you don't want to do is sign it as you. You want to sign it as POA. So you would sign it as John Doe, POA for Jane Smith. So long as you do that, you can avoid the liability, but you never want to sign anything as yourself if you are guaranteeing a debt of some kind. And for awesome listeners of this episode, we have a special offer. If you mention Let the Record Show, you will receive 10% off of your estate plan. And that is it. Remember, if you have any questions about this topic or anything regarding estate planning, probate, or more, you can visit our website, www.civialaw.com, for our blog and more resources. I'm Callie Mize, attorney at Civia Law, where we help you through life's transitions. So hope to see you soon. The information you obtain in this podcast or on our site is not, nor is it intended to be, legal advice. You should consult an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established.